another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. We love a Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We have a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise, from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes, available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and Buy Me a Coffee, should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always... Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. No, Rita Vega, I will not pump up the jam because you got this episode very, very wrong. Clearly borrowing some inspiration from a previous host, Brooklyn Heights, the judging in Belgium got a little screwy as the narrator of the season saw an early exit while the fashion queens found themselves safe, safe, safe in a design challenge. Why? Well, we're going to attempt to solve the mystery as we talk all things drag race Belgique. And back on the pod is Gen Z Queen who loves dropping those opinion bombs. It's Patricia Diamond. How are you? Hey, I hold back. You hold back? Oh, g- girl, if you hold back, oh boy. Um, I, I heard you, not a lot, but a little bit. Not a lot, a little bit. I I, I heard you had a um, little a little show last night you hosted uh, for the kids. Yeah, you know, you just gotta, gotta host for the kids every once in a while. Do they appreciate Patricia Diamond? Oh, of course. Um, I saw a lot of photos, a lot of tagged um, images and everything. They seem to love you. Well, I've got, they've got like a professional photographer who took like actual good photos. So I'm going to get those this week. So stay tuned. Amazing. And, it was and I'm sure. It brothers who've never done drag before. So I looked really good compared to them. So it really didn't matter what I did. And they told That's me I had, and I loved it because I get to host, but I don't have to do any of the like producing at all. Like That's I just so show amazing. up and talk. They told me I had full reign, so I just like I was. I just gave myself a third number just for fun. Listen, you know what? I I'm appreciate not gonna put something on, right? Now, now you're like, um. So, what bar wants to let me host the show? I want someone else to do everything else, though. I just want to show up and talk. I'm sure we can make that happen. I'm sure there's someone. And I don't need to get paid like that much more. I, I just want to show up and talk. Like I can have somebody else who does the like businessy <laughs> stuff and the like booking stuff. I don't want to do all that. All right, all right. We'll, we'll we'll find you someone. I'm DC queen. What? I'm the laziest queen in DC. No, you're not. I know who the laziest queen in DC is. Oh, is she, is she even a queen anymore? Scouts on her. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. She has her quarterly gig coming up. She got a quarterly bad. gig. Um, she's like, I need a I need a look, and I was like, just ask Patricia. I can't do that. That's that's too hard. I was like, okay. Oh well. I wouldn't have done it anyway. I'm leaving the country. I'll be in Belgium. Oh, that's right. Oh my God, you're going to Belgium. But we're talking about Drag Race Belgium. How crazy. I'm only going to be there for the day. Before we begin, um, we must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters that are presented through us through reality television production. We are shown with the editing of a television show wants to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these real people can get an opportunity to go on television and share their craft, but we've also been put in the position to. Be discussed. What is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. Uh, you're only going for, to Belgium for a day because it's your in-between between, between um, Holland and France. Yeah, between Paris and Amsterdam. And I was for spring break, so I don't have a lot of time on my hands. So we're just, we're leaving Paris early and getting to Belgium at like 10 a.m. And then like fucking around until the evening and then taking the train to Amsterdam from there. Oh, damn so it. I can at least say I've been. 
And I'm gonna get like I mean, if you want, I can see if um uh one of the queens is there and you can say hi. I don't know if they want to hear from me. Hey, it's possible, it's true. We'll see after this episode. See well, when I'm in when I'm in Paris, I think Peach has a show in Paris while I'm there. Oh, um, um, is it a viewing party or just Peach in Paris? I think it's just a show that they have. I well, it might be. I don't remember what day of the week it was. Because I know Cam is doing a, a viewing party for Drag Race Belgique at some point. I'm thinking that it's on Thursday, so it might be a view. Probably is a viewing party. I don't remember. Um, whatever happens, take photos. Tell them um, to listen to the pod. And um, yeah, well, great. Um, three episodes into Drag Race Belgique. We, we had you for the preview podcast. Um, how, how are we feeling after three episodes? I just still don't understand why the preview was like so bad. The promos were something. The promos were something, but we the drag in in Belgium is good. We we I was very excited for Belgium, mostly because I was like, it's in French and I get to listen to French stuff. But then I saw those promo pictures. I was like, oh, it's gonna be one of those. But now you've watched three episodes. Are you feeling better? Yeah, and it hasn't. It hasn't. It's just been like you know, it's been good. Enjoying and it hasn't been anything like you know, like I mean, I'm not gonna stop the world, but. Belgium's a small country, but you know that's true. Are you enjoying Rita Vega? Oh yeah, I always like her, and I like her. I like her like Quebec accent in French too. I think it's fun. I am one of those idiots who I just can't hear it. I'm sure, like if you're a French speaker, you yeah, you hear can't it. you can't hear it unless you speak French. Yeah, and um, it's not that obvious because I think she does a little bit different stuff. But the guest judge they had last week, the one who was like not Belgian, her accent had was so she sounded like. The American. Yeah, she was. It sounded like an American accent in French. It was so funny. Um. Yeah, I had someone be like, "I can't understand Rita Vega." I was like, "What? That's not real." Yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, after the elimination, cue the tears. Amanda is gone. The queens are basically justifying Amanda's exit as she is young and has less experience, but giving her credit that at her age she's good at drag. Hey, she's on Drag Race. Um, is that how everyone would justify you if you were on Drag Race? Well, I was the first to leave of the first season of uh, a local bar competition in DC. Wow! Um, do we have to? I'm, do I'm, we I'm, have to get a hit on Logan Stone? Just get in line. <laughs> well, I was the first eliminated. I was the Dupont Dynasty um, pork chop, but then they brought me back because somebody else got like COVID or got sick or something, and they were like, oh, "We need like they're like we need somebody else. Do you want to come back?" And I was like, "Sure." Um, looking back uh, I should have done that I should have left first because then they would let me come back each week and just do a number for entertainment and not have to compete that would have been so much more fun that would have been fun Um, well now that Amanda is gone Peach is like hey I'm the baby now where's daddy Uh, and that's on that time for the credits we're going to have a slightly coordinated entrance into the workroom this week where the Flemish queens walk in together um, and if you did not notice the subtitles said foreign language well, I actually was not watching with subtitles because I don't need them. So I didn't. Yeah. Know well, for those them. who were watching with the subtitles on, it said foreign language because they were not speaking full French. Um, so they're speaking and, like Dutch or something. I guess so. Edna was trying to be trade. I was like, okay, you're, you're looking hot. And then um, Drag Queen shares that, like on the show, she is a top. Are we surprised? I mean, it's 2023. It's true. Every garbage can's got its lid. Now, you'd think as an expert of the show, when Edna gets the new day in the workroom line, that she would be the goner. But listen, there has been no proof that that should have been the result of the episode, but we will get to it. Drag Queen will tell us that as the winner last week, she expects to win again. 
The girls will give Valenciaga her moment to show her ass and congratulate her that she's still there. Is she ready to slay, though? She is. She heard the critiques and will implement them. But they all want her to bring back the kazoo. Do you have that talent? I don't have any talent. No, you can't play the kazoo with your butt? I, have, I don't play the I don't think I ever, ever have. Do you even know what a kazoo is? I know what it is, but okay, I, don't think I, I don't think I've ever been in, like, proximity to a kazoo. No? I had them in, like, elementary school and everything. Yeah, elementary school in South Carolina. It was underfunded. Oh boy, uh, we're not even going to talk about that. Um, I feel like it was in every like party favor too, like because I didn't get like, invited to parties. Why not? It was weird. What? Why drag now? Kidding. Um, that's fair. That's fair. Oh my god, you're gonna have such amazing um, talking heads on Drag Race when you're on. I would have to live longer than the next two years to do that. So we'll oh, see. God, let's stop. Let's stop. They're going to contemplate what challenge will be coming. And Susan and I want to dance. Susan will gladly also die on stage. Come on, drama. Mocha wouldn't mind a sewing challenge. And Valenciaga as well, which is funny because they both are going to bottom. Um, you like sewing. I do it. I used to you like do it. it. You don't like I it. used to like it. And then I made it a job. And now I just, I do it and don't hate it. Listen, I understand that feeling. Because sometimes when I'm like watching Drag Race, I'm like, am I watching it because I love it? Or am I watching it because people are listening? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I, I learned don't make every hobby a job. It's true. Now, Edna will pop up in confessional to share that she hopes there is no sewing machine. The last time she checked the workshop, there was none out there to be seen. Now, can you get away with sewing things without a sewing machine? Like hand stitching is just tedious. You can. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't either. Like, I would rather just like not make straight lines really aren't that hard it's just a bit of a learning curve but yes correct i i, I had to take a sewing class in college because i was a theater major um i was not good no at way it. i was not good oh like i will admit when i'm not good at something sewing not for me um the pajama bottoms i don't know what's the front and i don't know what's the back but i wear them anyway that's fair the alarm blares, it's time for Rita. She's got a sports-themed mini-challenge for her girls. Uh, for Drag Queen, soccer is trauma for her. Um, I bet it is for you, too. How are you in soccer? Hey, I did soccer as a kid. Did you? What position? I don't know. I was four. I did was a position. Oh, you're four, okay. When you were a kid kid, so like Oh, yeah, I was like ago. four or five, maybe. I don't even think, I think I only did it for a year. I was four and five. Because my parents were like, you, you get like, this, like try out this. And I, was, and I really liked the snack time at the end. So I would just we would just show up and it would it was in our positions we were four we would just there would be a ball and we would just run after it. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So how will soccer and drag go together? Well, the frit crew arrives and they have their giant sack of balls. They will have to do another photo shoot, but this time wearing the red devil colors in honor of the Belgian national soccer team. They have fifteen minutes to get into soccer goalie quick draw. So what's the game plan? What would you do if you have fifteen minutes to get into soccer goalie quick drag? I'd probably do something stupid. Yeah, yes, you should. Susan has one. Boop says, get dressed first, which I guess is smart, unless you're drag queen who says the boys want ass, so here is a jock strap. Would you wear a jock strap on international television? Not at all. No, too modest for that. Yeah, no, mm-mm. not doing all that now. I wouldn't even know. Mm. Not even to win a competition. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> that's fair that's fair i bet you don't even own a jock strap well i mean we'll have to ask the audience but 
That's for Reddit to find out. I'm sure Reddit is on it. Edna was not excited for this look, so she has decided to be sexy with a pair of high shorts, or what Patricia wears the day it surpasses 85 degrees in D.C. Hell no, I'm country as hell. I'm in a sweater in 80. What? Oh my god. No. I'm, I'm, I'm used to like 100, 110. So. And you're wearing full like parka and everything. Well, that's kind of a lie, but 85? I'll wear jeans. Oh my God, you don't sweat? You, pro- you probably are a twink that doesn't sweat. Not a, I do, but not at 85. If I'm like doing a lot of walking, yeah. But if I'm just Well, you do a lot of walking. You're an adventurer. You go out and explore the yeah, world. Yeah, but if I'm not adventuring, then I mean, like, I could, I could theoretically wear jeans and like a t shirt and maybe like a, a, like a button up, like an opened button up or something. Okay. Okay. That's fair. But I'm also really, like, I've just been from like a really humid, hot place. So that's fair. All right, Rita returns with her referee whistle. Game on. The crew has put a giant-ass soccer goal in the workroom as it's time to shoot and score. Mocha is first, and she is extra as always. She will show up with pom-poms in the Belgian colors and make it a reveal. And then she's more of a cheerleader than a goalie and shows us that she can, in fact, spread those legs. Uh, She's very, very nimble. She's just doing, you know. Doing the thing. Making TV. Next, we have Valenciaga, who is butch queen realness and has never played this sport before and forgets to pose. The whole point of a photo shoot. I feel like I would do that. (laughs) Susan has a literal cutout of a soccer ball on her head with a red devil jersey. She fashioned into a dress thanks to a belt. Um, She took a lot of balls to the head. Um, This is a very dangerous game. You could get a concussion. But is that like the worst thing? Well, I don't. if you have a concussion, do you get like pulled out of drag race? If you tell them, probably. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You keep it to yourself now. Now, Tina, who is a model, and she is just focusing on the camera until she nearly gets a ball in the face. Um, she gets knocked down a little bit. And then Drag Queen is up, and she is sporting a t-shirt with some dude's face on it, and she has no idea who it is. And I can confirm that no one else in that room knows who that man is. Um, if anyone can help us out, that would be fabulous. Do you do, Beats me. do you wear just random people's faces on shirts? I have a shirt that's just got Reba's face on it, like a lot. Like I was a but that's a, that's but a person she, we know. We yeah, like but like random. I mean, the Europeans are ahead of us in terms of fashion, so maybe no, maybe that's very true. Now we have Boop, who is doing this like a goalie. Good for her. Now, maybe she heard soccer and brought a kit from the store, but didn't get the color memo. Or she's colorblind, which is a thing. My brother is colorblind. Sucks for him, but I laugh at it all the time. Um, Once my brother was in uh, Costa Rica doing humanitarian work, because he's the good kid. Um, And he needed a backpack. So he bought a backpack that he thought was the color blue. He came home and my mom and I were like, why do you have a purple backpack? And yeah, he's colorblind. Hmm, Um, Honestly, I think being colorblind would be one of the worst things ever. I love color. Yeah, it would. I mean, I would probably make it my personality, though. Uh, Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Now, as Boop is posing in an actual soccer position, the rest of the girls are like, fuck my life. I wanted to do that. Um, There's always one girl who, who does it better than everybody else. Now we have Peach, who looks like the hottest lesbian soccer player on earth. She likes getting hit with balls. We can tell. We know what she's into. 
And now it's time for Edna. And she looks very sporty with those Converse heels that I know very well. I know many, many drag queens with those Converse heels. Do you own those Converse heels? I do not. I have the bare minimum amount of shoes that I need and I just make them work. I have something that it'll go. I have enough that it'll go with. There's always something that'll go with something. If you want to wear them, just ask Scout's honor. I believe Scout has a pair. Oh, yo, I don't know. She's in the business of giving them out, though. Why not? Good. Give them the wrong person. She's not going to see them again. Oh, that's fair. Um, Scout, don't give anything to Patricia. She's going to steal it. Honestly, honestly, I'm saying somebody else might destroy them. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, uh, listen, Edna was very, very good. And then she gets the ball straight to the head. Uh, but again, no, con- no concussion. No, we can confirm that. The winner of the maxi, the mini challenge here is Edna. And as the winner, she gets an advantage in the maxi challenge. She got a win. She's leaving the show with a win, at least. That's not I mean, according to Lucy LaDuca, mini challenge wins count to the um, yeah, end. That didn't exist until last week. <laughs> Listen, if, if Lucy is right, then it justifies Electrobionics win on season one of Drag Race Italia. I don't believe All she won title. was mini challenges, not a single maxi challenge, but I agree. I don't think it counts either. Um, Jackie Cox put a poll on her social media asking because she's like, I would do it. I'd have a better track record if it counted. Some of them I feel like would count, but some of them are just kind of silly. They are. They're very, the reading challenge is like a thing that I feel like matters. Yeah, I agree. I think they're like, reading... just like they're, they're just goofing off and doesn't like the winner doesn't actually matter. I agree. I agree. It's really for just extra points and extra like prizes and perks. Photo shoot one, I feel like that could kind of like half you you could count that kind of. And back in the day when we did the puppet challenge, that should count. Remember the puppet challenge? They don't do that anymore, do they? We don't. We have not seen the puppet challenge in years. That's interesting. It's sad. Really sad. I love it. Now, Rita reveals that the Maxi Challenge will have something to do with soccer. And like the girls, yeah, it's a stretch. Soccer to beer to festival. Festival realness. Nope. Get the step stool out because that is a reach. Rita will summon the crew with her bonjour high voice. And they have two shopping carts full of festival supplies. And then they come back with more and more and more. It is time for a design challenge. Unconventional materials. Now, I couldn't tell you how many times we've done festival or camping supplies for a design challenge. It's a bit tired, but hey, if the theme has some semblance of fabric, the girls are happy. They will have to create a look inspired by festival couture using the supplies provided. And Mocha is so happy that she's going to give you Alphaba's final note in Defying Gravity. Did you catch that? Uh, yes. And she sang it, and it was, uh, I was like, that is Alphaba. Um, I know you're not a big musical theater fan. It's okay. It's fine. I like I'm aware of that song, but I don't okay, like know cool. it. I don't know it that much, but I like know the words. Because who doesn't? Now, Atina is nervous as she touched a sewing machine um, one single day before she got on Drag Race. And once again, future racers, learn to do this shit for your audition tape, please. Just, just, just learn it. It's, it's, it's beneficial. What items would you have fought for um, in the lot of? items in the shopping carts and in the surroundings honestly i think i would just grabbed anything i saw you would make it work i i mean i've done like an unconventional thing before and it didn't go too well but what'd you make i don't even remember it was for dupont dynasty last year and it was awful but i also was too busy to like put any thought into it that's fair but i mean i would probably i mean if i saw things that looked like they could be like fabric-y then yeah, 
but I just feel like I would just, I would just grab as much stuff as I could and then I would you know use what works of that that's great so Edna will have an additional later. yeah Edna will have an additional 30 seconds to grab her goods and she will use her time to snag things based on color purple and yellow I don't know if that's the smartest idea. I understand why she did it because you want to have the right color scheme for something. But I always say go for the things that are actually good fabric material to that are plausible, things you can use and make. Um, stretch, anything that stretches, good, good option. But definitely, yeah. Now the rest of the girls are off and it's a battle. Queens are on the grab. They are tossing shit around the room. But once they have their goods, the designing is on Now, to kick off this next segment, we will watch Susan unintentionally pitch a tent. And no, not the way I wish she did. Susan has to figure out what to do based on everything she has selected. She is stressed, and the other queens are noticing this. Balenciaga wants to help her fellow gun sister, but she won't give away all of her secrets. If you're watching Susan get emotional and in her head and think she's a goner, you are not alone. I was very nervous for my girl here. Um, very interesting edit because she is being perceived by the others as not the best and yet the fans seem to adore her. It's not a character arc we've seen in a while. Um, I think the closest you could probably compare it to is like Jinx Circus season five where Susan is the oddball compared to like the polished divas of fashion. I'm not saying there's a mean girl alliance going on, but you can see that Susan's just like kind of the quirky one compared to some of the other polished queens. Um, But I like Susan. I really do. She's fun. Yeah, I think she's like one of my favorites. She, she's she got personality. We love personality uh, from a drag queen. Yeah, I like the stuff she's doing. I mean, I don't know anybody I dislike. I agree. Susan in Confessional will give us some relatable content as she has imposter syndrome. It's creeping in as she witnesses the other girls form these friendships that she doesn't seem to have at the moment. Um, do you have a lot of friends in the DC drag scene? Yeah. Do, now are they colleagues or are they friends there's a few friends a lot of colleagues but i'm also yeah. like a college student and have like you know college friends that's fair um so i don't you... go out of my way to like i have that's my fair. my dc drag friends are just people i've just happened to become friends with i don't really go out of my way to like that's fair that's fair that. um have you got any of your college friends to start drag yet hell no i've told them a couple of them not to Oh, you basically said, I am gatekeeping. I am the drag queen. You yeah. are my well, fan. Well, because there's just too many in DC. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I don't entertain that at all. What if one of your friends decides to become a drag queen? Will become an instant rivalry? It's not going to happen. All right. I, I, won't, all right. I, I won't allow that to happen. <laughs> all right. So we're going to watch Susan go around the room and ask for some assistance and hope it will be enough. The other queens will go through their goods, play around with the nonsense items, and then will announce she has some items that she does not want, and suddenly Atina is like, follow me, camera crew. My beloved mother has gifts for me. Would you be that bitch where if someone offers items, you'd be like, mine? Oh, I take everything you can get. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Atina, um, I think Atina will take things that Edna is greatly regretting pawning off later. Latina's going to use her charm to assist her sisters while taking what she needs and getting ideas from them. Very smart play here. Very, very, very smart. If only she could execute it. But Atina is a bit lost and Peach is thrilled that um, one of the top front runners is not doing as well as she wants her to do. 
Rita and her velvet blazer have returned for an inspection of the progress. Mademoiselle Boop visits Rita and the anxiety is real. Is she feeling confident? Well, she will do a very Boop silhouette as she shows Rita her beautiful fabric, aka an air mattress. Have you tried to work with an air mattress before? Why would I do that? Because I stick with you're fabric. ambitious. That's fair. That's I'm fair. not ambitious. I, I, I stick with what I know. Now, Rita will push back and say that it has to fit the criteria of a Tomorrowland festival, which is very an interesting assertion is this is a design challenge, which usually means the materials are the focal point for the theme and not necessarily needing to fit the silhouette and look. What's your take on it? If, if this theme is there, do you have to match the theme or can you just make whatever you want? Oh, I feel like it's better to match the theme, but if you just, you know, if you just can't, if you just can't do it, then you just can't do it. You know what I mean? Because this was a point of contention last week with Drag Race 15, where it was the crystallized um, eleganza. And I had people be like, no, no, it had to have more crystal. And it's like, why? You have the materials, use it with the materials. It doesn't have to be crystal. Um, but here, Reed is basically saying, no, it has to fit this festival idea. I mean, I feel like it's better to have something that looks d- d- decent that doesn't really fit than to have something that like you really try to make fit, but it's so like no full gowns here, no full gowns for this week. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's fair. That's fair. I I hear you. Now with Rita, Edna shares that she is trying to make pants and Rita's like, I love your ambition. Can't wait to see how this turns out. Um, You've made pants before. Yes. I've never made pants actually. Oh no. I've Um, done, I, I do a lot of like leotards and gowns and I've done cat suits but I've never done like a pair of pants itself. I've wanted to, but it just seems hard. It is, it is. Now she will show Rita her progress. Rita likes the color, but Edna is hoping it will fit her butt, which Rita suggests putting a weight at the bottom of it and then just hem it. And I was like, what? Where do you get a weight? The pH. Like, am I missing something? <laughs> Maybe there's like extra supplies somewhere that you're allowed to pull from for this challenge. But I was like, General store down. They go to the Dollar General and pick out a. Very interesting. Valenciaga Valenciaga shares she is hoping to make a raincoat with graffiti style artwork, and Rita will tell her it's a very interesting and smart idea. But let's move on to my girl Susan, who is being questioned by Rita if she can sell her garment if they were in Milan. And I'm like, since when is that criteria? When does it have to actually be fashion forward, couture, runway realness? I guess she's just putting more pressure on her. I, you know, just. Well, the pressure's there and no, it would not fly on a runway. Um, well, maybe she might be able to fly away. Jury's still out. Susan shares that she'll be taking the already designed elements of the tent as her base and then creating exaggerated shoulders. We're just like, can you do it? And Susan's like, sure. Yeah, I'm super confident. That's how you gotta do it. Fake it till you make it. I'm really good at that. Yeah, you, I I can tell. I can. You're really good at that. You're. I'm really good at it. What an essay in three hours last night. Okay. I'm not last you, night. You should, two nights ago. You should get a degree in bullshittery. That's it's a minor. <laughs> Mocha joins Miss Rita, and she will be the first to say that she's not stressed. Why? Well, we will learn later that she's confident with her style and aesthetic, despite no one else quite feeling it. Her idea is to create a simple silhouette with a tight sleeve and plastic going up it. She will show Rita the structure and we will be like, I will take one in blue and green and then ask her if she has a clear idea of what she's doing, which is funny because it's clear plastic. Oh, 
<laughs> Hardy har har, right? Yeah. Now, Peach and her Twinkie self visits Rita, and she's going to do a bra on a train, and all I can see in Rita's face is fire this fucking twink can get away with anything. Literally, she can wear nothing and still call it fashion. Is that how it works for you? I mean, I don't really ever wear, like, I'm always very modest with what I wear, so I guess. Yes, you are. You are very modest. I I, I I come off of that, like, I'm, like, 48, I think. (laughs) Uh, maybe you are actually Reba. I think so. It's possible. It's very, very possible, actually. I mean, is this is this call bugged? No, it's not. Okay. Also, Peach will be showing butt cleavage, something we don't see often, unless you're watching porn on Twitter. Or if you go to the RuPaul's Drag Race Gone Wild right app. Ooh, that's true. Um, I haven't gone on there in, in, in some time. But I had, <laughs> I will say, I did have a now Rue girl alert me to that Reddit page uh, to show me Gothy Kendall. I, 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 was, I was a subscriber to a certain yeah. thing from Gothy Kendall for a while. Yeah, crazy. Just are you gonna say names or, or no? Princess Poppy. Oh. <laughs> She's like, go, here, here's your link. And I was like, thank you. This was years ago, actually. Um, we go way back. We're good friends. Love her. Now, with Drag Coin, she will bring over camping mattress material that she's already cut up and plans to coil she continues on to say that she will create a cape and then have something to remove to have a garment made of black garbage bags and then she will tell us that she came up with this concept literally in the moment and i feel like that is a patricia diamond move right there oh i mean yes that's yeah a lot of the time but she's nervous now because she's not going to be out there yeah she's not going to go out there not in what she said she was going to wear um fake it till you make it I thought that was going to be her downfall. I was like, Rita's expecting this like couture thing and you are wearing half of what you said. That and then also the fact that like that you're doing something totally different. You just you don't even get any critiques on it from like exactly. her walk around. So it's basically like you just didn't even talk to her, but also you add that she was expecting something else. But if it's good, then do it. But, you know. Atina, the famous seamstress, has arrived and she will share that it all started with a headband. But if you are watching along, headband is what the placeholder in French was for a top. Not like a headband on your head. like It's, it's, it's like the band around the boobies. Um, she'll be going very 90s with stars. She shows Rita the drawing and Rita's like, you have many ideas now. How will you implement them? Now, I bet Rita is sitting there as a contestant who has made some shitty ass things and been like, I sound this pompous when I knew I was presenting a single thing I said. Like, did she? She must have known that these girls were bullshit because she did the bullshit before as well. Oh, definitely. But it's all for TV. Um, so she's probably, she's probably like, I guess we'll see. It'll be a show. <laughs> but let's not forget, this is a bitch who won a lot of design challenges on season one of Canada's Drag Race. Yeah, that is true. Did not deserve them. Rita leaves and they're back to designing. And we're jumping ahead to Elimination Day, and the girls are skipping, and Amanda's Waffle has made another appearance. Uh, is she the official 11th member of the cast? The Waffle. Sure. Um, do you have a giant waffle you just hang around with? No, I don't think most people do. 
I would, I would, I would say probably everyone except for her does. I think she's probably the only one. It's probably I mean, it looks I don't very know how comfy. Things uh, over there. I don't know. It looks like it, it looks like it could be a good pillow. I I would use it. I'll run Intel in Brussels and see if uh, that's a cool. Please do. Thing. Please please go find out for us. I'll say hello. Can you send me back to Brussels? There you go. Dragwen will pull back the curtain and share that it is 7 a.m. and I cannot even fathom being in a good headspace to be camera ready at that hour. 7 a.m. I could be good at 7 a.m. if I like am going to bed at like 7:30 a.m. You know what I mean? Like if I just stay up. Right, right. So you're going to literally work on your look, not go to bed, and then go do an entire day of drag race. That's better than asking me to wake up at 7 a.m., yes. That's okay. All right. Um, if you give me I, like two or three Mountain Dews, I think I'll be able to get it. Mountain Dew? Does that like get you hyped up? Yeah, I'm country as hell. It's either that okay, or okay. Well, I don't think this show has that readily available. Oh, they had was, a short night. I guess I'll talk to my agent. Totally <laughs> they had a short night of sleep thanks to a long day of work, and now they do more work to fix the final touches of their looks. The girls are stressed, but Glenciaga has now decided that stress is like that little animal that you keep feeding, and it grows and grows and never goes away. Um, Unless you yeah. take certain medications that aren't legal yeah, in this that's country. True. Boop shares that there is this moment before she goes on stage if she feels stressed. Do you ever get stressed before performing? Stressed? No. Nervous? Yeah. What What would you say is the reason for it? Because I feel like everyone does to like a certain degree. No, I never right. like, or very rarely like, like an insane amount of nervousness. But you know, just a normal. But I feel like anybody has, but because you're going on stage and you you know want it to go well. But I don't think I've really ever, even in my first few shows, I don't think I've really ever been like like pissing my pants nervous yeah i i feel like i whenever i do live shows for the podcast and i haven't done one in a while i will get a little stressed because not because it's there's an audience there it's mostly because i'm afraid of what i'm gonna say oh yeah um, that's why you dad don't like when that's probably not a good idea to let me host anything because i'm really proud of myself i didn't make any jokes i could get my financial aid taken away Oh, good. I'm proud of you. I, I was first, I was like, I, I need y'all to check me because I, I might just start talking and we might be bringing up my uncle who's on a registry. But I was like, I probably shouldn't talk about that here. And <laughs> no, no. This is an appropriate yeah. Edna shares that for her to manage the stress, she goes out in the audience and talks to them. It's a very common and, in my opinion, an important thing to do. I feel like it helps make a connection and feel personal for the audience. Are you someone before a gig will do a walk around and like meet the audience and just say, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Not at all. Um, I'll, all right. I'll say so I will. Like Susan. Well, I'll, say, like Susan. I'll, be, I'll be like, oh, let me bring my tip around outfit and go tip around. And then I'll just stand there. That's fair. But then I remember that I'm like in drag and I'll, I'll be like, why the fuck is everybody looking at me? And I'm like, oh, because I'm like, here. people, I'm like, what's, what's that? Like some girl like walked by and like smile wave. I'm like, who the fuck is that bitch? Like, oh, <laughs> it's never mind. It's because I'm, I'm supposed to be friendly. I've gotten better at though. Like if I don't have any friends that are gay, I try to videotape all my performances and I put them on Facebook um, because my mom wants to see them. And if I don't have any friends at my show because it's like last minute, I'll like, God, I have to go find like, Okay, what part of the audience is able to get the best angle and where's like some like ex- overexcited straight girls and I'll go make friends with them and be like, hey, Diva, I recorded it. 
Well, Susan it's kind of like you. For her, it's the opposite. The stresses um, going around to the audience stresses her out more. So she likes to stay backstage with her drag colleagues, as the subtitle said, not sisters, colleagues. She'll go on to say backstage is where she gets some laughs in and has a drink. And this will start a very beautiful conversation about alcohol and drag. Uh, drag Juan will question Susan about drinking before her performance, and she says it helps to relax. She will admit that the more she is in drag, the more that alcohol becomes important part of her life. She knows it relaxes her and eases her. Mademoiselle Booth will share that she is in shows practically every night. And for the first two years, it was alcohol every day. It became problematic and says that it came to be needing alcohol in the morning to give her energy and to not have a hangover as she had to continue the cycle of performing. When COVID came, it became a tremendous stress as her business had to come to a halt. It was her whole life, her whole energy, and all her financial resources. Her boyfriend would find her in terrible states. She had stopped liquor, hard liquor before, but she didn't get the COVID and ended up emptying all the bottles of liquor at the cabaret, which was what made her stop. She warns to be careful. Drag is fun and alcohol is not. And Enna will add that, but alcohol can, and drag could probably cause pain to the feet. Um, I can attest that alcohol, too much of it, will make your feet bloated, and that's not fun. Now, I'm not here to get you in any trouble, but what is your take on um, drinking during a gig, before the gig, after the gig, during the gig? What is your experience watching others do it? I will say I do not drink. Um... And that's not a lie. That's just, I just don't ever want to. I just don't have an interest. In. That's fair. That's and I have like alcoholics in the family. So, you know, I'm country as hell as you grow up with. You don't really, you know, I just don't want to mess with it. But I feel like it's pretty, rarely will I ever see anybody who's like really, really drunk. Because I feel like most people, if they are, they just know how to work on it. Because I feel like most people, unless they're like new queens, like first show ever, they just go crazy. But most people I'm working with are pretty, been doing it for enough years that they know what they can do so i mean usually people are drinking because most of you get like free drinks at the shows usually people have like a drink or two definitely sometimes people will usually they'll start with one and they'll sometimes finish like the after the show the rest of them but like i've never only rarely seen people like be a way too drunk at a show at least yeah visit- i mean I understand it. And I know having a drink definitely gets the edge off and it makes you relaxed, especially if you're doing it with um, a sister or whatever. I've gone to enough drag shows where I know when the show is off the rails and the queen just cannot grab it back because they're just obliterated. Yeah. And those shows are Right. And, And at the same time, I understand part of your job as a host is to make sure the audience is having a good time and also purchasing those drinks. So sometimes you want to encourage them. So sometimes you'll take a shot, blah, 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 blah. But I think there is a way to work around it. And I also think you don't need to have drinks to be able to be a good drag artist and host a show. You can do it all and still be alcohol free. Yeah, definitely. And especially with drag isn't really all in alcohol spaces anymore. I mean, brunch is still kind of art, but it's just there's a lot of places you can find drag that there might be alcohol there, but it's not like a bar where that's like what that's the only thing. Right. Because again, the reality because is sometimes they is, have Coke too. That's true. Um, the reality is if you are so inebriated and you can't even remember your words, that's not going to leave a good impression with the audience. Maybe they'll come back because they want to see the train wreck. Or the they're not going to want to come. And I'd argue exactly. that matters more. That's that it's very true. And the, and the establishment. Um, so listen to Mademoiselle Boop. 
be careful. That's not saying don't do it. Just be careful. And that's on that. Let's bring it to the runway well, as we have movie. our queen, Rita Vega, giving a stunning monochromatic violet fairy godmother from Shrek 2 realness. I was a big fan of it. I loved it. I thought it looked great. And I was like, you know what? Good job. Um, the look was stunning. And peep those amped accessory earrings. Uh, Devin, where is the necklace? Why did she not have a necklace? Please advise why she did not purchase a necklace to go with those stunning earrings. I have no room to talk about that. So. You I've got like two necklaces, and I just kind of. We're, we're, we're gonna change it. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I can't afford. Jo- I just got some good old school pageant earrings, but they're like, I'm like the fifth owner, so they were twenty dollars. They're missing. We're gonna. I'm gonna get you guys. I, I will make sure you get some good ones soon. Ant accessories will hook you up. We love Ant accessories here. Okay, if it's free, I'll take it. All right. Um, this week we have a panel consisting of Luffy, who is trying to give Chiara Francini a run for her money. We have my boyfriend, Musti, with some smoky eyes that are giving Jeffrey Boyer Chapman realness. And finally, it's internationally renowned designer Jean-Paul Lespion. Um, I do not know his work. Do you know who he is? No. Neither do I. I don't, I don't really um, keep up with fashion stuff. Most of my designs that's are things fair. people send me and I just like sew it. Yeah, um, it was example. really interesting because usually when we have like a fashion designer on the show, they're like like really done up, and this guy was like, like that's probably casual, casual. Yeah, I, I would do the same thing. I don't blame him. All right, so we have two looks this week, but this is not a ball. Um, before we begin, I don't know if you've noticed our friend Luffy. She loves saying bye every single time a bitch walks off the main stage from the runway. What is this? And how do we get her to stop? Because I cannot stop hearing bye when I'm not even watching the fucking show. She's just very polite. You know, she wants to, you know, leave them on her. <laughs> it's also, also the way says, she said Hello, it. how are you? But then they cut that out in editing. She's always like, bye. It's always the same intonation, too. It, it's... Very interesting. And I, I kind of want Michelle Visage to do it for a week just to make sure like it is weird. Michelle's it's weird, right? Belgium. No, I'm just saying I want Michelle to just do it on a regular show. Bye. 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 I Whenever you get to it. be a, a, a guest judge, maybe you can do that. I will. I will. Hopefully one day. All right. Category is Queens of the Stage. I don't know what this meant. Uh, because the definition of what this category was was very broad. But um, in honor of the runway, we're going to play standing ovation or throwing tomatoes. Okay. Seems pretty self-explanatory. All right. Starting with Susan, look by Harry Van Noten. Let's dance. David Bowie is alive and well. I love that she took inspiration from David Bowie using that pants silhouette and still made it her own with the top part. Um, I think blue and orange being complementary colors was a solid decision. The hair is very androgynous and completed the look. I think this was a very, very well done, well executed look. Yeah, I, I, this is probably one of my favorites, I will, I'll say. Yeah, it was really fun. And, it's and simple, again, it's not like, yeah, in a good it's way. not reinventing the wheel, but it's it's really, really well executed. Yeah. And as we've established, you know, there's a reason why France and Italy are the fashion countries. No one ever is like going to Brussels Fashion Week. Fair. Now, Musi says that she made the best decision with her outfits. He says the way that she was working in really touched him, and that's why she won a lot of points with him. Luffy will say that it's not so much the costume that impressed her as it was beautiful, but it was her attitude. 
She says she really showed up. She wanted to see the real Susan and she saw her. She says she loved her makeup. It is a standing ovation for me. Yeah, and I'm going to follow that up with another one. I'm going to double that offer. Audience, 92% standing ovation, 8% throwing tomatoes. Next up, Mademoiselle Boop. No designers listed. Um, I just don't know how to justify this. I'm utterly confused. It's like futuristic in the sense of what people in the 80s thought the future would be. Um, she says it's Japanese inspired. Um, I do not care for the plastic, especially knowing the category to come. Because if you told me this was the design challenge look, I might have actually believed you. Yeah, but I, thought it I will say this. Yeah, this is a very youthful look from Boop, and it shows that she can diversify her portfolio. But the styling of this is just not the tea. I like the idea, but not with the execute. Uh, yeah, I'm in the middle. Luffy will say she noticed a real effort on her part this week. She says whether it be in terms of her makeup, she saw that it was more modern as she also modernized her hairstyles. Jean-Paul says he thought it might be a great look to go for a walk in Tokyo, but missed something a little flamboyant. It's throwing tomatoes for me. I've never been to Tokyo, but I, I don't, from the you know pictures, I haven't ever seen anyone walking down the street like that. Same. <laughs> Maybe it's a different Tokyo, but, you know. Yeah. Where are you going? Standing ovation, throwing tomatoes. I'm going to go sitting ovation, but I'm holding the tomato and I could throw it if I needed to in the middle. Um, unfortunately, Mademoiselle Boop, I have to tell you, you're going automatically onto the worst looks of the year category because the audience, 0% standing ovation, 100% oh throwing tomatoes. Wow. <laughs> you guys, okay. Mokabone, uh, no designers listed. I think the idea is fun and this has a Gaga aura to it without being a replica replication in a way, but I feel like if she went full Gaga and not 100% 3D printer realness, it might've been a little better. I think the warm colors work well, the yellow hair is quite bold in comparison to the garment. And again, it comes down to the styling. I think the shoulders are rad. I think the leg pieces are cool. It's the torso. I just cannot comprehend the silhouette. Also, the panties are showing when she turns around. I like it. I mean, I mean, the torso is a little, like the silhouette's a little interesting. It, it does, it, it looks like it's kind of not the, it doesn't look ill-fitting, but it doesn't look like not ill-fitting. Yeah, there's just like no shape. But I, it also kind of looks intentional, but also look like, I don't know. I, I mean, I like it. Luffy says she got them used to grandstanding and they found the codes in the Lady Gaga look. She found the fabric to be a little cheap and made it look not very finished to the end. I'm going to go throwing tomatoes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not do that. I'm gonna do the other one, the standing ovation. Standing ovation. Not a very hard one, but like you know, a soft one. I wouldn't wear it, but like, I mean, like you're gonna stand like? but sit on the back of the on like the on the seat, so you're not I'll fully fall. standing. I'll give it a like golf half a, All right, audience, forty six percent standing ovation, fifty four percent throwing tomatoes. Peach, no designers listed. Uh, it's giving very pop girly if they got their girly look on Amazon. That disco ball top in purple is standard drag. We have seen it on many queens, both on Drag Race and, and the local scenes. But Peach has delivered some solid looks so far, and this is very safe from her. Perhaps, at best, a walk-around look. Um, I do appreciate the angular element of the feathers um, and the butthole-high boots. I just think if she had a styled wig instead of this flat unit, it could have elevated it. Like, give me pigtails, give me volume, give me something up to the top. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really care for the boots. They're, they're they're weird because of the angle of the tutu part. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they could if they were 
maybe like a darker purple and they were like knee high that'd be more cool yeah but it's just i don't know just kind of i don't know not for me but i like the like the top part and i like how i like how it's got like the asymmetrical like bottom part like i'm gonna give it like the softest standing ovation i'll do a little bit of a harder one but not that much harder audience 38 percent standing ovation 62 percent throwing tomatoes now we have Atina Sorgalikis. No designers listed. Um, boom, clap. It's Charlie XCX and the Y2K. I love this motocross element. The blue, white, and black are a great combo. This feels like a modern pop star on the stage ready to get the gays dancing. The jacket is excessive, and if she didn't have it, it wouldn't have taken anything away from the overall aesthetic. I think the silver bandage on her nose was the icing on the cake. This was a really well done look. Yeah, I like this look. It was a good one. Great, great job. Our good friend. And- Would you wear it? No, but more of like if I did, I would have wore it like a couple years ago. But like the stuff I do now, I don't even know what I would do in it. That's it's too nice. revealing for me. I, I mean, I, I think it's a good look. I could do it, but just for what I do, it just wouldn't. That's fair. Like, what would I look like doing a Celine Dion power ballad in that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're weird. right. Um, audience loved it. Ninety-three percent standing ovation. Seven percent throwing tomatoes. Drag one. No designers listed. This is a really impressive concept that i think the execution could have been a bit stronger with a little bit more bling she's giving you like share flapper realness i think the diamond string hair is really cool and if you told me she stole it from the back wall of that set i would have believed you uh the outfit it's it's telling a story but it feels a bit pedestrian from what we've seen from her thus far i like it um it just i mean it does it is a little simple like it it just looks like it's like just a basic cut dress with, a, with an interesting fabric. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the fabric, it, I've made dresses like that before where you find a fabric mm-hmm. that's got so much going on that you really just have to sew it together and like the fabric does all the work for you. It could be a little bit more, but I mean, I, I like it. And I like how the hair goes all the way down. I think that's a treat. The hair is the best part. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... Um... If, yeah, I think that kind of makes it, I don't know, it gives it like that extraness that I didn't get from the garment itself yeah I, maybe i just want like some like bracelets or something some more bling somewhere but i'll give it a standing ovation yeah i'll agree with that audience 64 percent standing ovation 36 percent throwing tomatoes i'll say i would wear i would wear that I'll, I'll i would I, I could see you wearing that even with the hair would you do the hair that would be cool i would different for you i wouldn't have thought to do it i'd probably wear like a big updo but i'm like a very pageanty in that way that's fair but I still like uh, if someone presented it to me, I'd say, yeah, let's let's try it out. And so we'll send look by Kagala Hart, hair by Boop, Boa by Colette Colorette, jewels by Philippe Descamp. She is paying homage to her dear sister, Mademoiselle Boop, and I love that. I think the dress is stunning. I love the florist with the collar. Uh, the soul with the rings, stunning. It's very simple yet highly elevated and complete. And to be Boop, she gave herself the cheer cheek piercing so there's that i really love this i thought this was really beautiful yeah and that's one of my favorite colors to wear oh it's um, so gorgeous like a deep red but it's also got like the purple into it. i just i mean i think it's really and then it goes well with black i mean I you would, would wear, wear this i would yeah i would definitely wear that yeah mosty says he found it very touching that she had the idea of embodying or quoting mademoiselle boop but he didn't know where he was he says that perhaps there was a way of taking off her even more Rita thought it was a very touching homage, and Luffy says that she liked the details and the references to the first episode. I will give it a standing ovation. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that up. I'm gonna... Audience agrees. Ninety three percent standing ovation, seven percent throwing tomatoes, and finally in this category, Valenciaga. No designers listed. She's serving you a version of glam rock in her head, but I am not seeing that. I am getting punk from this. Uh, black is a very hard color to sell on the main stage, and it appears very flat and basic. For me, it's very biker chic with a cape. I am um I'm kind of bored by it. I mean, I like it. I'm not like, oh, yeah. but I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like it. I, I wouldn't wear it just because I'm, what, what do I look like? And like all black, it's just not for me, but I, I kind of like it. And I think it looks, looks fine. It's getting good. Jean Paul says though. that he had a problem with the silhouette. Yeah. Jean Paul says he had a problem with the silhouette at the materials were not really spoken. He thought it was pretty ready to wear that you could find in a big mall. Um, I will go throwing tomatoes for this. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, stay, I'm gonna sit ovation. You know, I'll say, oh, look at that, good job. Audience, audience, right in the middle, fifty percent standing ovation, fifty percent throwing tomatoes. Would you look at that? All we right, right. next that. category is festival realness. In honor of the category, we will play VIP access or stuck in the mud. Have you ever gone to a festival, like a music festival? No. Well, no, I don't think so. Not. For me, I don't think I could like do. I don't that like. Kind of I've been to like a couple concerts. I don't really like concerts, really. And I'm not really a big like music person. Like, if someone gave me like VIP access to Coachella, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's do it." If you told me how to slum it with like the rest of the people, not a fucking chance. I'm not doing. I it. honestly probably still wouldn't even take the VIP. It, I guess it would depend. I'll take it, it and I would go sell it on Craigslist. That's not Craigslist. Just go to eBay. eBay would be better. You'll I'm really get actual genuine people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with Susan. Uh, I think this is a very bold look. It's a good design challenge look. She did use the elements well, but I wish they had been repurposed a bit more. The shoulder piece is the focal point, but the dress she created fits fine. Overall styling is not my favorite, but for a design challenge, it's unique and well enough crafted. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't wear it. I wish it wasn't so obvious that it was a tent, but I yeah. mean, since it was a, you know, unconventional materials, you got to take that into account. I think she did a good job. Um, she did what she said she was going to do. I think Scout's Honor is, I think Scout's Honor is very upset that she did this and Scout hasn't gotten to do it yet. Well, she can be upset. Yeah. That's no big deal. Jean Paul says the festival look is really very successful as she took the spirit of the tent structure and placed the tent print at the collar as a great idea. Greta says that the wig is the only negative element she sees in this look. Um, I'll give this a VIP access. Yeah, I like it. Audience, 85% like... VIP access, 15% stuck in the mud. What are you going to say? I don't remember. That's fair. That sounds all right. Mademoiselle Boop. Uh, this is such a fascinating episode, fascinating episode for Boop, simply because what we see is not getting the same reaction as the people who saw it in person. I think this is very simple, but it's not smartly executed simply because of that fucking hole in the crotch. Um, she's giving you punk goddess in the attitude, but I think she allowed the flaws to be part of the storytelling. So I guess props to her for disguising the look. I don't know. This just did not feel complete for me at all. I like it. I mean, I don't like how, I mean, it's just this picture how it's just kind of a big like, hole in the middle where it kind of looks like pants if you were to take out the end, like the end seam. Right. I would have rather preferred if like it would have 
been a bit longer to be more of like a dressy type thing. But I mean, I, I, I like it. Rita says she sees she took her instruction and advice and thanks her for that. She says that she believes the Empress has finally entered the competition. She says it's very versatile and that is essential criterion of good drag. Um, I'm not a fan. Stuck in the mud for me. No, I'm, it's going to get VIP access for me. Audience, 33% VIP access, 67% stuck in the mud. Next, we have Mocha Boning. Um, I think the level of difficulty to execute this look was high, and therefore the flaws are very present. She wanted this to be form-fitting, and it's not. It's just very baggy, and due to the, it's all due to the material. I think the plastic outline is couture, but again, it's not very clean. I don't know what the purse is and why it's attached to the dress. Sadly, this is just very poorly executed. I think her sketches of it were probably good. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I think with the material, you don't, you don't realize until you start working with it what it's going to end up doing. Luffy is not a big fan of the dress. She understands it's a really hard fabric to work with. Rita says that there are elements that work, but the hat does not work as it crushes her beautiful face. She also notes that she had a lot of trouble walking. She says it's very pretty and says you have to suffer to be beautiful, but you can have peace and be ugly too. She says it's an editorial choice. And Jean-Paul says the intentions are very, very good, but in terms of proportions, there are some concerns. He notes that the dress could have been shorter. Um, stuck in the mud for me. Yeah, me too. But I'm on her side, you know what I mean? I get it. I, 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 like, I'm like, ah, I, I know exactly what she was thinking. And I, it would have been Absolutely. Stuff. It's very forgiving, <sighs> stuck in the mud. The audience was 15% VIP access, 85% stuck in the mud. Next, we have Peach. Um, I'm going to say it. She was absolutely robbed here. The material is what it is, and it doesn't look clean, but the silhouette is amazing. I love that she played around with the shape of the bra, but it's the dress with the train that's my favorite of this look. I think, again, styling is her downfall with the hair. This was not the right hair here, and the clear shoes were a miss, but um, the garment she created, I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of this outfit. Yeah, I, I like that a lot, actually. I like those colors together. Like to v- yeah, the the colors are beautiful. Um, VIP access for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Audience 69% VIP access, 31% stuck in the mud. Atina Sorgalikas, welcome to the sugar and spice effect. I just will not be okay with a basic two-piece for a design challenge unless the material ends up being more square feet than your fucking body. It's not the best executed, but it works for her body. The, the top part is very haphazard. I know who this girl is in this look, and I wish she would just go away. Yeah, and I don't think some pads would have hurt her either. Pads would be nice because you need some shape here. To be able to pull off something like that tiny, you have to just like really go create the shape, but it just kind of... Just, I mean, I can see she added some like nuance to it with like the yellow things on the sides, but at the end of the day, it's just like a tube skirt and then like... Something a heart that's just put on the chest. It's not really. I mean, you can tell that it's definitely that. What is the word for it? It's like not in a way that's very like. It wasn't taken into account what it's going to look like on. You know what I mean? I mean, the the construction. You can tell she didn't. She didn't know how to sew, right? No, she did not. You can tell that bitch who can call people and get things made for her. She's not one to do it herself. I can tell. Um, it's a stuck in the mud. Really good. I agree. Stuck in the mud. Yeah. 
Audience, 31% VIP access, 69% stuck in the mud. Drag coin, it's a two-piece, but there's personality and diversity to the elements, at least. I think the color story is great, and I appreciate how she played with the objects. Between her, Tina, and Peach, they could be those bitches at a concert you call security on. Um, the execution, again, could have been cleaner. Also, where did she get those lights? That's not my business. I need to know. There must have been something in those carts that had lights to it. Maybe. You think they would have shown that? Right? I like the outfit. I'm going to give it a very, very soft VIP access. For, in, in the context of a design challenge, unconventional materials, I like it. Yeah. But like, if it was, if it was just like a runway for normal, I'd be like, mm, that's interesting. But since we like know Agreed. what they did, and it's like, oh, yeah, I like what she she made. She had lemons and she made some lemonade. Agreed. Audience, forty six percent VIP access, fifty four percent stuck in the mud. Edna Sorgelson, literally, the judge were grasping at straws. This was not a bottom look compared to everything we have seen and other design challenges on Drag Race history. I think the styling is great. I love this disco moment. The flare at the bottom of the giant pant is great. Pants are hard and she knew that, but she executed her execution is much stronger than safe queens here. I think if she doubled the amount of flowers and made them deliberate all over this, she would have been fine. This to me was a setup. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't like it, but I like the idea. I mean, just the, di- the the degree of difficulty is higher than some of the queens that ended up being safe. I just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by what yeah. is about to happen. So Rita says the first look does not excuse the second look. She says she understands the idea and is in fact surprised since she saw the beginnings of the pants. She says she doesn't know what happened since, but it is not complete for her. She also notes that she can see an attempt to hide the defects with flowers. Jean-Paul says he saw the way she was moving and saw the pitchfork. He says she's doing a great job of closing her legs as he sees everything and the petals there are just to hide things. He is not fooled. Meanwhile, Luffy says she doesn't see the little details. She sees someone coming in and offering them a real universe and where she wants to take them. She was taken with her as she seduced her and felt she was sure of herself for the first time. She liked the color she chose and the wig and the makeup. So the judges are very confused here. Um, I will give it a VIP access. I, I won't, but I wouldn't have put it in the bottom. I also, I wouldn't have had it. I don't understand what, the, what there was. Well, I guess we'll talk about that, but I don't understand where there was a bottom three. Yeah. Uh, the audience, 42% VIP access, 58% stuck in the mud. And finally, we have Valenciaga. This is a silhouette we know she can do. It's very reminiscent of her entrance look with the peekaboo cut for her boobs. I think it's well-crafted and unique. I think a more free-flowing pant is okay, but I suppose it's full, not fully couture fashion for this category. Um, I guess it's not a festival look, and that's what tanked her. I'm really not sure because I didn't really find any flaws here. Maybe it's the color? I don't know. I didn't like it. No, not a fan. I can see, well, I mean, you know, I probably, I mean, I'm not saying I would have done better. I'm just not, I'm not creative like that. But I mean, since apparently, apparently they'd be, they be listening to this podcast. I don't, I'm probably couldn't do, I probably would do wor- worse than all of them together. But um, yeah, it's not true. I think you would be able to pattern. Something. If I, well, I mean, I guess in the context of drag race, I would do better because that's all you have to focus on. But whenever I've done like, local competitions and had to do unconventional materials i also was like a full-time student and working 30 hours so i didn't i I was kind of just like what what can i do this in in two hours before i have to clock in but i mean 
I, I see the idea she had. Jean-Paul says that he finds the silhouette the most successful and notes that there are many references to contemporary fashion, including a label that refers to a very large luxury brand. Luffy says that she thought it was very couture and trendy, even creating a monogram. She wants her to use it even more in other outfits. Rita says that what she has presented is very accomplished and complete. She I like the back the, the front. Uh, yeah. She understands the idea and who Valenciaga is. What she is missing is the joy of living on the runway. She tells her she can be fierce and happy at the same time. I'll give this a VIP access. Maybe a soft one, but I'll give it a VIP access. I'll give it a soft mud. Audience, 80% VIP access, 20% stuck in the mud. So Rita's going to call Tina, Peach, and Drag Queen is safe, leaving Susan, Boop, Mocha, Valenciaga, and Edna as the tops and bottoms. Based on that, do you agree? I guess, but... I personally would have switched Peach and Edna. Let me look at Peach again. But I would have made Peach a top because Boop should have been in the fucking bottom. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I would have put... I would have put Boop safe. In the workshop, as the queens call it, the safe queens think that Balenciaga managed as this was their challenge. For them, they think she is on top as she built the entire thing, which is so funny because they're so wrong on that. They also think that Edna is in the bottom automatically. From there, it's blurry. Atina will say that this should have been Mocha's challenge, but at the same time, they didn't like her festival look. So the tops and bottoms are back and it's time to spill the tea. Edna will joke that she almost thought they'd love her look, but she knows there were some problems with her outfit and they were not properly camouflaged and was evident. Milka will say that they did not like her look, naming the hats specifically. And she will tell us that she's not sure if the judges understand her style or what she likes and that hurts her. Would that hurt you as a contestant if the judges are not comprehending your aesthetic? I guess, but I'm pretty basic. So it's kind of hard to not comprehend. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. Susan and Boop reveal they're on top and the state girls are like, what? Mouth agape. Boop thinks she could potentially win and I'm like, Rita is a nutter, so it's possible she can get this one entirely wrong and spoiler with the elimination, she did. But the girls will tell Valenciaga this was her challenge, which shocks them and says that she found the comments hurtful. She thinks they're right, at, but she doesn't have the enjoyment on stage. Do you think that's a big part of Drag Race? Do you have to be able to present yourself on the main stage as a personality as well as just a look i think definitely yeah definitely because the look i mean you can buy a look i agree you got to show personality and i don't think that valenciaga doesn't necessarily have a personality she's just a little more reserved than some of the other girls yeah which i mean i think i struggle with the same thing i've only recently gotten better at that so i get it it's time to confuse the audience of the results susan is the winner of the week she wins four five-day passes to dior festival mademoiselle boop is safe and a first here in belgium the judges could not decide the bottom two so all three will be up for elimination what i i don't know i don't know I find, found this really fascinating, and I'm not sure how the judging works here. Does everyone get a vote? Do they have to come to a consensus? I don't know what the decision-making factor is here. Um, but you could tell based on the critiques that Luffy was 
not going to allow Edna to be a bottom, but the other three seem to allow that. And I guess this was a, the compromise because I, I, again, I'm not sure how we don't have Boop in the bottom with Mocha and I don't understand why Valenciaga is in the bottom at all. I think I would have put Valenciaga and Mocha in the bottom. I mean, if of the three, absolutely, that's where I would have gone as well. Um, this was just so strange. Yeah, I guess I can kind of see where they would put Edna in the bottom. I can't three. justify it. I, I wouldn't have put her in the bottom two. I wouldn't have had her lip sync, but because I really like her first look a lot. And I feel like, but I also feel like they should judge it more on the second one just because that's what they make. Right. I, I think I probably would have had her either in the like the third, like that safe bottom spot. I agree. Or maybe swapped her with um swapped her with um Athena, maybe just because I really didn't like the look she made herself. Yeah. Like, I could see well, either of them kind of either being like on that safe bottom line. Regardless, we're just not agreeing with Rita and the judges. Like it's all wonky. I mean, we, we didn't even discuss the fact that Susan won. I mean, who else would have won, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it's a very interesting result here. But let's move on to what happens next. The Philomena Kunk effect is alive and well as the song is Belgium Techno Anthem, Pump Up the Jam. Technotronic is in the house. Um, I was gagged that this song um, was first off Belgium. I did not know that. And second, used for a lip sync on Drag Race. Um, now, Patricia, are you familiar with the show Kunk on Earth? Oh, of course. I just watched it. I will admit that I just watched it. I haven't Kunk watched it, but I'll always see like on my reels clips from it a lot. And I've seen some, like I've seen clips. I've never sat and watched the whole thing. And I, I enjoy my time watching the clips. I just I don't get so enough ADHD. The running, the running gag of Kunk on Earth is pump up the jam. She will make a random ass segue. And they'll play 44 seconds of Pump Up the Jam out of nowhere. It's so fucking funny. Um, but why this is funny for me is I just have her know. as a guest judge on UK. Oh my God. I'm, I'm waiting for it. Or someone who would do it. Game. I bet she would. Um, but why this song is funny is because I will just randomly sing the song to my dogs before I even watch the show. Um, like out of nowhere. Like, is you that the dogs. anthem of my life? Do I just Pump Up the Jam? Is that my song? I mean, I guess. So I think this will be found your song um, <laughs> of, all, of all the songs in the world. <laughs> it's so random. It but like, again, the song's from 1989. I love sports rock music from that decade. Um, I, so I knew the song for a very long time. Were you familiar with the song? No. Okay. Friends. I've never really been a big fan of the 80s. I, a lot of the music I like is like 70s and like That's late right. 90s. The 80s never really, I don't like that. Yeah, this is late, late 80s, early 90s when like you had like, um, I like to move it, move it and all that shit. Um, yeah. Well, I know that from Penguins in Madagascar. Well, of course you do. Uh, this is not an easy song to perform as a drag lip sync, but it gets you to dance at least. Yeah, I could. Mocha, she took the like, the stunts route, which I mean, I guess is a, a route to take because it's kind of hard to lip sync. So now Mocha went full throttle. Edna gave you a perf strong performance, but was not dance heavy. Um, she had the words though. And then Valenciaga, I don't even know what she did because they didn't even fucking show her on the screen for more than 10 seconds. 
Yeah, that's fair. But for me, the second Mocha lost her hair, I was like, she's done. She's gone. Uh, I didn't. I I didn't think they were gonna send her home just for like storyline though, because I feel like she has potential, and that, that's all that right. matters. About so, it. in the first shocker of the season, simply based on track record, I'm shocked here that Edna is eliminated as Mocha and Balenciaga are saved. Do you agree? Because I sure do not. I think I would have eliminated Balenciaga. Yeah, because she was in the bottom last week. They're they're having problems with her um, aesthetic and her her appearance on the main stage. Like, what else is she gonna do within a week? If she goes home next week, I would not be shocked. Yeah, but I mean, I guess they had to have some kind of moment for everybody to talk about. And it's interesting because... I feel like they did it, they did it just because they... So they could have a TV moment, you know what I mean? I think so. I think so, too, because you have Edna, who is attached to Atina, who is her drag daughter. You have Edna, who is attached to Boop as her best friend. And now these two just lost their good sis. And, and It's like when Anita Wiglet got sent home on on her first on down under season one i i think it was just to draw attention to the series. i think you are 100 percent right there that is the exact correct person to compare it to there's no rhyme or reason for it and i coincidentally coincidentally it was both of us design challenge yeah um, yeah i I, mean, I think it's just to get people talking just so maybe more people will watch it i have around episode three is a good time to kind of pull that out it's true. I got conspiracy theories. I'm not going to share them on this podcast, but I do think Rick and Morris is alive and well and living in Belgium. Well, I'm sure that means something. Yeah. I got some burning questions for you. Are you ready? Okay. What is Edna's Edna legacy? What did you say? What is Edna's legacy? Um, probably she's going to have that like that legacy, kind of like how Anita had, where everyone was like, you know, kind of felt robbed. Absolutely. I hate saying that because that sounds so like, basic, but I mean, I think it, she'll have that. She has that legacy that I think, I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, if, I assume her English is good because she's Belgian. I could see her maybe coming back on a, a global all-star situation. I could see it as well. I think you're absolutely right there. The only um, thing is just, I feel like there's pe- other people they'd rather have than somebody from Belgium because... You, you're correct i think if the show takes off that's definitely a possibility that being said when they put Janie jk on not many people knew who she was and she blew up so there's always yeah. the possibility and potential but i do think Anna's legacy is she was funny she's a good, good narrator she's good at drag race but for some fucking reason they needed her gone for the story to continue um and that sucks yeah, it really does storyline who won the week nobody no one interesting i think rita susan, honestly i like i really like rita's look rita did the i guess it has to be susan because she fooled us all where we i thought she was going to be gone based on how the edit was showing her but she she won i guess and that kind of justify her win kind of like when they gave yeah. trinity the win because they didn't think because she had done so badly on roast before they're like oh we'll give it to you because yeah. we weren't expecting it so i guess that the added aspect of she did all that without with the, not thinking she could then yeah i guess she won good on you susan Ty dead we stuff. have an we have an acting challenge next week is there anyone you're worried about i only worry about myself that's fair that's fair it, it's got to be mocha and valenciaga like i just do not find the two of them succeeding in this next challenge i feel like valenciaga is just kind of having like a, a problem like breaking out of her shell maybe so i could see like an acting challenge being 
I hope so. I mean, because it's one I can, of those I can situations. see that being something that would be that would exasperate that that weakness. I mean, to get knocked down week after week and then have to try to pick yourself up in a, in a challenge that may not be your strong suit, it's going to be hard, but we'll see. After three episodes, the winner of the season is? Um, I could see Boop, I could see Susan, and I could see Drag Quinn. I'm going to, right now for me, I, I would love to say Susan, but I'm not, not sure she's there quite yet. I think it could be a Tina. I think a Tina could definitely pull it out. Yeah, I would believe if if like somebody came from the future and told me that, I would believe it. Yeah. Really any of those four, honestly, because it's still so soon. I guess since I like kind of binged it all together, I was like, I'm not gonna think and dwell on it. That's um, fair. But a, I, I could see it. A... I could see it maybe being Susan. It depends on what storyline they choose to take, honestly. If they want to make exactly like, the underdog looking. Because there's still, yeah. I mean, how many episodes is it going to end up being? Like, I believe eight it's eight. eight. I believe eight. it yeah. will be eight. So we're almost there. They're, they're still they're just around halfway. So they're still, and Susan's not doing that bad. So she, I could see her like pulling out. And then I could see Boop. Boop just seems like she'd be a, an obvious choice because she seems like the most respected in Belgium of the right established. And that's why I think they put her in the top this week. I just, I can't, I, I don't get it. As a drag race connoisseur, it didn't make sense, but there's something that we're not privy to, and that's that's just I how the show works. Win in the top. Yeah. No matter what, this is turning out to be a, a fun season. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm, I think um, maybe that was the yeah. point of having the awful promo. Maybe, maybe there was it is. To, was to make the season look really good because there it is. I'm just excited to get French listening practice. I, I hope it's going well. Have you learned any new words? Not really. That's fair. Okay. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, miss.patriciadiamond, and that's miss spelled out, so M-I-S-S dot Patricia Diamond. I really should change that to something that's more, like, easy to say, but everything's taken. I don't feel like it. Um, all my links should be there. There's really not any upcoming projects, not anything going on right now. I'm you know, taking it slow. I'm trying to focus on school. And going to Europe. I know March is so stressful right now. Well, I'm glad you were here with me today. Thanks for being here. Hey, I'm here, right?